The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome into the BGN Radio Instant Reaction Show on Bleeding Green Nation. And look, we knew they weren't going to win them all. We knew that it wasn't going to be pretty the entire season. But still, it's a young season with so many young players, with so many people in their first roles in the NFL. So a lot of patience, I would think. But still, we'll balance it with your frustration as maybe even a winnable game that kind of slipped through their hands. But the beauty of it is we're here for you, a full instant reaction show on everything Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers. All we ask in return is that you hit that thumbs up button, make sure you smash away, and also that you're subscribed to the channel. Now, it's the three of us, myself, Jess is in the house, Rachelle is in the house producing. You can follow on Twitter if you're not already. Jess Taylor's at Jesse with an I underscore Taylor 21. And Rachelle, of course, on Twitter. Uh, Here's the thing, and, and I'll get yours up in a second. I'm sorry. I thought I had it right here. But here's the thing. It's at Rachelle Monique. Jesse, we knew, right, that this was not going to be a 17-0 season, and you were down there at the link, so I can't wait to hear just how the change of emotion and electricity kind of, I guess, flowed throughout the game. But coming into it, based off of last week, I think the expectations were a little high that that this team can play. What I did not expect, of all things, what I did not expect was them to look as tight especially in the first half throughout, even though if you look at it kind of like play by play, there were some pretty big chunks. It just, it felt like a weird game. It didn't feel like they got their ass kicked. It didn't feel feel like they were totally in control and then lost it. It just felt like, dare I say, a bunch of young and new people in their jobs kind of going through growing pains. Yeah, it looked to me, they they never really got a handle on the game. There's not one word you can use to describe the whole game because I don't think anything really flowed through the whole game. There was never a, this is what this game is. You're absolutely right when you say it was a weird game because it it was very back and forth. They had great glimmers of hope, like a 91-yard pass, and then they go, you know, 
four and out on the goal line with horrific play calls. It's there. It was so weird. There was, there's not one thing that you can kind of point to and say, this game was this because they never really found their identity within this game, what this game was going to be. And I think some of that came with a few injuries, which gave them some setbacks and they couldn't really establish where they wanted to be without that. They had a really good run game going in the, in the beginning. Then Brandon Brooks gets hurt. You have to bring in the rookie Landon Dickerson. And all of a sudden, it stops working. Things start to fall apart. The defense is playing really well. All of a sudden, Brandon Graham gets hurt. The 49ers go right down the field and score. And from that point on, they weren't really able to stop them after that. So it's, it's, it's frustrating because, so when I walked out of the stadium, you know, we, we wanted to beat a little bit of the traffic. So we were right. like, all right, we're going to dip a little bit early. <laughs> and there were only three points on the board for the Eagles when, when we left. And at that point, you know, it's a lot of young talent, a lot of young players, a lot of young coaches and a new coaching staff and what have you. But there's too much talent on the offensive side of the football. The offensive line played too well and they had too much talent for only three points halfway through the fourth quarter. I understand that it's going to be a year of growing pains and I understand that we might have gotten a little ahead of ourselves after an awesome week one performance. But there's still too much talent for only three points to be like three points on the board is unacceptable in front of a home crowd, home opener. That was just to me, that was a, a really big letdown and a really big disappointment. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think last week we were both on the same page, including the chat and everybody watching about going for it on fourth down and being aggressive and it flowing with the game script to run the, the, this edition, this year's edition of the Philly special on a fourth down. It's, it's like, okay, you're getting cute. But at the same time, I didn't feel like they thought the game was won. It didn't feel like these were a bunch of young kids who got up early and, you know, thumping their chest in the first quarter. And then the savvy vets on the other side it, with the 49ers, it kind of just felt like the Eagles were playing to win this game in the first quarter in the, in the first half, not realizing really that this is a veteran team that is just going to hang around in San Francisco. I mean, think about it. Jimmy Garoppolo looked horrible. He was missing wide open receivers in the first half. And it wasn't like he turned into Tom Brady or anything along those lines in the second half. It was just like he kind of calmed down. And that's where I think in hindsight, you look at the Philly special or these other plays that we'll have issue with in the first half. And to your point about not having more than three points on the scoreboard, it kills you because you're leaving a team who was just not crisp in the first half in a game. And all it takes is one pass that's a little bit lower to Debo Samuel than sailing sky high in the first half. Yeah, I, it was just... I mean, collectively across the board, I thought that they they didn't do any of the right things at the right time, whether it be the 2021 version of the Philly special or, or whatever. <laughs> I mean, they were just not putting themselves in good situations and not putting themselves in manageable situations, whether it be play calling, execution, dumb penalties left and right. I mean, there were so many different things that killed them throughout the game, and it just felt like... They could never get that momentum going no matter what. They were killing their own momentum consistently. And the stadium, I mean, every, you know, everybody was looking for the reason to jump out of their seats. And it didn't quiet down the entire time. I will say that there were a lot more 49ers fans there than I, I was expecting. Really? There were. There, were, there was a lot of red there. 
There was a lot wow. of red in the parking lot, and there was a lot of red in the stadium. Now, it didn't change the, the sure. noise level or anything, but everybody was hanging around, was just waiting for, for the time that they could explode and have that energy, and, and we thought we had it with the Jalen Rager touchdown that was called back. And that play, I think, really sucked the life out of out of the stadium. That play sucked the life out, and then when they only ended up with an attempted field goal that got batted down, it it was that was I, I think kind of the moment where I felt the the momentum and the energy shift within the stadium, and it really never got back to that heightened level after that. I don't know in the history of this game how often you'll see a ninety plus pass not go for a score. And then Jess, on top of that, the ensuing series, like that has to be a first in the history of the game, right? It was so bad. It was oh so disappointing goodness. to, how does that even happen? It's, the, it's, it's literally, you're on the one, they were on the one yard line and it ended up being a fourth and five that they didn't even come close. There's no excuse for that. And I don't even think that, a rookie head coach and a young quarterback, like none of that is a reason. Like none, of, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It, it doesn't make it any better. You don't say, oh, that's going to get better over time. You're, you're, you're disappointed in that because regardless of, of Nick Sirianni being a rookie play caller, a rookie head coach, Jalen Hurts being a young quarterback, there's a reason that they're in the NFL and there's a reason right. that they have the jobs that they have. You should be able to score from the one yard line. San, like San Fran's defense is just too banged up for them to not have got, not have scored a touchdown until the late, late in the fourth quarter. There, totally there, there, was no, there was no excuse for that today, regardless yeah, of any of the factors. Just to, to follow up, sorry to jump in on your point. Right. You had a banged up secondary. You had a pat. I mean, I think the first time we heard Joey Bosa's name and, and Callie underscore dream with an interesting question we'll get to in a second here on the chat. More of whatever your instant reaction, good, bad, frustrated, anything in the middle. But to your point, I don't even think we heard Joey Bosa's name until the second half, at, at least on the broadcast. And they did a good enough job to keep the majority of pressure off of Hertz. It just seemed like they weren't on the same page throughout from play call to execution. And there's a question that we got up on the chat here from Cali underscore dream 27 about the short yardage struggles being more on the play calling or the offensive line. And Jess, I'll reiterate the point you made and, and you can expand upon it. But when you lose someone like Brandon Brooks, it's no real knock on Landon Dickerson. This is a guy coming in cold in the middle of a game. But how many times have we said year in and year out, Brandon Brooks, top guard, top three guard in the NFL, if he's healthy. So it stands to reason that if he just is gone from a football game, your offensive line is going to struggle. Now, some of that also is on Nick Sirianni and company trying to compensate from that. But if I had to choose, I think I was more disappointed with the play calling on short yardage today than the offensive line, only because, Jess, I felt like that was more controllable, where once you lose Brandon Brooks, you're kind of SOL. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that they didn't do all... I mean, I think that they struggled in short yardage situations, but they also put themselves behind the eight ball a little bit in short yardage situations because <laughs> I didn't love... And one of the things that, you know, as we're all sitting in the stadium, we were talking about is like the second down play calling was really weird to me today. So they were always in a negative situation when they got to third down. So it, it just, it wasn't great across the board. And I think that 
again, you have to be able to make an adjustment. Someone gets hurt. It's football. Someone's going to get hurt. It happens. Once that happens, you have to figure out a way as the head coach to make that work and to make your team still roll forward. Everything needs to move on. The whole world doesn't stop just because someone gets hurt and has to come out of the game. Everything still continues. That's on you to figure out a way to make it better. So Nick Sirianni, I was pretty bummed out by his follow-up performance this week based on what we saw from him last week. And yes, uh, Nick Bosa does play. I have the over 55 on the brain for the Chargers-Cowboys. Look, no Bosa. I don't care if it was Dad John Bosa. No Bosa's <laughs> name was called in the first half. That was the bigger point there. But please keep me honest because if you don't, then nobody will. What do you think? We're going to get to Rachel in just one second. But I'm curious, before we get instant reaction from people on Twitter where Rachel has done a fantastic job getting all of the tweets, good, bad, and, and probably some ugly tweets as well, based on what you saw, based on the electricity that started at the link and was deflated, especially towards the end of that game, but also with the backdrop, Jess, of us kind of walking this line of patience and growth this year, do you think the typical, oh my God, this team is screwed, where, you know, do you think that mentality is going to permeate today in reaction, or do you think we're going to get more of a balanced reaction where people are going to be kind of okay despite it being a loss? I don't think there's such a thing as a balanced reaction <laughs> from Eagles fans. Like, I don't think that's possible. But I just, I think, I think it's different. I think the expectations are different. So no one went into this season expecting it to be like a Super Bowl or bust kind of year. Yeah. Everyone knew we were rebuilding from, in some sense, at least there was going to be, it, there's going to be some, some figuring it out as we go along. That was kind of the expectation going in. And I think we got excited last week. And obviously, you know, there were the jokes about we're going 20 and 0, we're ha 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 ha, we're going to the Super Bowl. But I don't think anybody actually truly, truly believed that. Um, and I just think that it's, it's more disappointing than anything. I think everybody got up early and they went out and sat in the sun and everyone you know went and tried to have a good time and it's really deflating to leave the link sunburnt you know a headache from drinking and being in the sun you're dehydrated and you're just like well damn it would have been great if they would have won and i would have at least felt a little bit better but instead you're like tired hungry a little hungover sunburnt and they lost and you're just like now what do I do for the for the rest of my day? Like, I don't know what to do with myself. So it just it's it's just a it's like I, the best way I can it's just a giant bummer. Like it yeah. just it just sucks. It's it's just not a fun way to go out. It's less I think I'm less angry than I would have been if this was last year or the year before because sure. last year or the year before I'm yelling about the same things. I'm angry about the same things. It's the same BS over and over and over again. Play in, play out, drive in, drive out. Now it's just like, okay, we see what they need to fix. Can they fix it? Can they actually do that? Or are we going to be talking about another loss in Dallas? And are we going to be yelling about the same crap again? Are we going to be having the same problems week in, week out again? I hope not. But that's, I'm, I'm hopeful that we don't have to, but I don't know what that's going to bring. That's a good point. We we have to see how this thing continues to grow and evolve week in and week out because what we all wanted was a prepared, tight, 
execution on the field. Even if you lose the game, your head, your body, your feet, everything is in it. And that's where I think we're going to find a lot of the frustration is not, oh my goodness, this team ruined its chances of winning the division or winning the conference, anything like that. But man, the way in which they go out and lose this game, I, I would imagine is going to frustrate a lot of people. All right, Rachel is doing a great job getting as many tweets as humanly possible here at Rachel Monique, of course, on Twitter. And, and we we're trying to just gauge the tempo here because it's such a weird season. And as Jess and I were talking, Rachel, you had that amazing monster week one with expectations that may not be through the roof coming into today, but disappointing to say the least throughout, I'm sure. Very much so. Perfect segue to the very first tweet that I felt was fitting to what Jess was talking about. This tweet comes from Troy DeCass. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, that right, but he's it says goodbye, good vibes. And like you guys were just Ooh. talking about, literally, we were on cloud nine after the week one victory. We came into this game with the juice. Like there was so much hype, there was so much swag, and then then just like that, it's kind of like gone. How is that even possible? So, do you guys think that's the case? Like, are the good vibes? gone just like that should we already be you know losing hope and it's only week two after this tough loss say it ain't so was like we like there's like good hope and there's bad hope i will say i mean the vibes were ruined that's that's true (laughs) true. there were really good vibes like in the parking lot going into the stadium i'm sure they were they were less good not yeah. so good when when we I was leaving. So I mean, it did ruin it a little bit, but I can assure you that those vibes will be back in full force on October third when the Eagles are back at the link. So I hope so. What I'm interested to see is how the team reacts, right? I mean, after week one, you had the T-shirts, the dog mentality, vibes everywhere. It was just this energy. And look, to credit the the Eagles, it was great, right? Yeah. But what happens? Are we going to see, you know, are we going to see like a Sirianni and a Bryce Harper jersey at practice? Or is that stuff going to be, you know, tempered back a little bit this week? I mean, if Philly's winning tonight, who knows? I'll, I'll wear it. He should wear one. <laughs> if they win tonight, my God. Oh, Fair enough. Yeah, I think that they're just, I mean, what I will say is like, you know, I don't know if you, you got the chance to watch Nick Sirianni's press conference. And I think, again, after watching the same pressers that we watched for the last couple years, it was a breath of fresh air. The way that he yeah. responded to some of the questions, some of the criticisms. And, um, you know, y- you hope that that then translates into what we see from them going forward. Um, but, you know, again, it, it's it's growing pains that every, that we're all going to kind of have to get on board with watching this team. Um, but it doesn't make it any less deflating that the that the excitement that we had built up for a week is is ruined, and you know it it makes my Monday a little sad. Right on. And one of the other tweets that I saw, I pulled. It's from Ron at Ron Traversy. Really nice. Um, he says it's disappointing. We all know that. We're all feeling that. I saw a tweet that says injuries. We're back. Let's hope. I mean, those were really, really, we suffered two really, really um, bad losses today. You know, praying for the both of them, and that sucks, but we're hoping that it doesn't continue, you know, throughout the remainder of the season. The Brandon Graham yeah. was really bad. Really, really Well, bad. that's the one, right? Doesn't the Graham one concern? Because, look, it, it, we all want Brandon Brooks to play. He's out for the season. Well, he ruptured his Achilles. He's done. Yeah, that's it. 
but but the depth behind you, right? Yeah. To have someone like Dickerson who is basically drafted kind of like to a, a smaller version of what they did with Hertz, knowing that Wentz is always going to be hurt. Like you need some sort of insurance. So yeah, it's a lot on Dickerson now. We'll see how this offensive line adjusts. Herbert's going to be in there as well. But the depth on the defensive line now without Brandon Graham, that's a concern, especially because with Hargraves just doing whatever the hell he wanted in that first half, you saw a lot of synergy on that D-line. Yeah. That, that, I, I mean, I said that earlier. As soon as he went down, they went right down and scored. And then the defense was not able to stop the 49ers yeah. after that. I mean, he's such a huge, huge, huge loss for them. And, I mean, great for thankfully for him in the career that he's had here up to this point, the one thing that he's never had to deal with is a huge season-ending injury like this. He has never had that kind of issue. He's extremely, extremely, extremely durable. And that's one of the reasons he got that big contract a couple years ago that everyone was so mad about. And it's because he could play every snap and he was always so effective. Um, and that one, I mean, it, great that they locked Josh Wett up for the next couple years. But, you know, Derek Barnett is one of the most frustrating players to watch on this team. Oh. And I mean, you just see it again, like the, 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 the stupidity of that guy sometimes on the field is just infuriating. And it was on full display today. You were on the field. What? Like an increase of like 20% more. And it's just stupidity on a platter. It just, it's infuriating. So that one, that one hurts. The Brandon Brooks one, I think we've dealt with that for a couple of years now. Yep. So it's kind of, he's, we're, I don't want to say used to that, but because he is such a game changer when he's in there. But the Brandon Graham, the Brandon Graham one really, really, really hurts. Yes. They're going to have to step up to the plate because that's a tough. Those are big shoes to fill. We know that. Well. Gigantic. Do we have anybody? And I'm just curious, as you were scouring throughout the instant reactions, Rachelle, is there anybody that's more on the and I would never use the term positive as just shot that down initially wow. about 10 minutes ago. But is there anybody who, because I feel like we are the most balanced out of everything that we've seen on Twitter and, and talked about. Do you see anything that could be even remotely considered balanced? Like, yeah, today was a shit show. It sucked. I hated it. But, and then whatever, fill in the blank. None of the three words someone did put it's like <laughs> a paragraph where he's talking about it, but all of the three word responses are pretty bad. Somebody said growing pain, growing pains, relax. So that's okay. That's this one says showed some fight. Okay. That's good. Okay. We like that. That's on the more positive side. I, it, it, it was some a bad thing though. Butts for brains. That's love it. Somebody said beauty. Oh, that must have been right after the Barnett penalty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Why Greg Ward? Yeah, bad play calling. These are just, just yeah. I see the growing pains. Relax one. That's that's probably some of these are really funny. They are. And we, it's good to have that back, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because I didn't think we would get any of these this week or this year. Pardon me. After week one. I thought there would be just this newfound energy in this city and we would never have these funny, ridiculous tweets after a game, but it only took a week yeah. for everything, to, for the earth to return to its normal access here in the city. Yeah. This one says, take the points. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the big one here. The big one here. But you know what? This is, I'll tell you, 
it's happening early in the season. It's happening in a season where the expectations are not win the Super Bowl or, or really even win the division. But I, I'm glad that Nick Sirianni went through something like that. That's not only as frustrating as it was, I'm sure, to watch it, but as humiliating as it will be in this city this week, because you know so many people will focus on that play. Look, we talk about growing pains, learning experiences, teaching moments. Well, let, let's give these guys an opportunity to grow from that. And I imagine just based on how he's been here since day one, that's going to burn him and stick with him like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. So I'd much rather have this happen this early in the season, early in his tenure. Exactly. I'd much rather it happen now than end of November, early December, when it might be a crucial point in the race because the NFC East is a shit show in and of itself. And it's a literal dumpster fire of a uh, of a division. It's just, it's such a mess. You don't. Again, someone could win this division at, at six and eleven. Yes, again, <laughs> very much so. So, so you're going to get to September. It doesn't matter what the Eagles' record is; they could still be in a fight for for a playoff spot. And Nick Sirianni having a bonehead episode like he did today is is going to be so much worse than having it week two, maybe getting a little a little a little too cute here and there after some success in week one. It's everything that can, there, there are so many things that can be figured out. Everything can be figured out to go forward. I am just hoping we are not having the same conversation next week about the same things. That's my biggest concern right now. And that loss will be 10 times worse. So <laughs> we can nip this one in the bud and move uh, forward on a positive note. Oh God, I hope so. Absolutely. No, I don't even want to think about losing to Dallas, anything along those lines. We're only focused on what we can learn from this loss here. All right, we'll focus on that coming up. There's one thing, though, I want to get your thoughts on this, both of your thoughts on this, because I'm trying to find something positive, not to rest on by any means, but to kind of balance out towards the end. And I think with Jalen Hurts, we have something here that very few teams in the league have where it's not just a kid who can run, but a kid who can maximize space. And, and what I'm using this specific example is, look, this team's going to be down again this year in the second half. And when defenses play off a little bit, not full-on prevent, but when defenses are playing a little soft, Jalen Hurts is the difference of turning an eight-yard gain into a 25-yard gain, where all of a sudden that shortens the amount of clock that's left. And, and you can narrow a lead down or, or a deficit down, I think, much easier with a guy like Jalen Hurts, where he doesn't have to make a big throw. And I just want to see how this team can continue to maximize that, knowing that, look, we know this team is going to be in a deficit here or there in the second half. That's something we haven't had, I'd argue, since Vic, right? Yeah, I mean Jalen Hurts' athleticism. He can, there's not much he can't do. Um, today his his accuracy was not as good as it was last week, but I still don't think he played a poor game by any stretch. I think he his instincts that he has and his ability to command the offense and his ability to just be the best athlete on the field. You you feel confident that you always have a shot in any given situation. And yeah, I mean, since Vic is probably, he was the most athletic quarterback we've had until Jalen Hurts. It's That's not a bad. Yeah, don't knock on Randall, but you know, he's my guy. I grew up with him, but. No, no, no. Since, since <laughs> he was before Jalen Hurts, I think Vic was probably the most athletic quarterback we had prior. That's not 
that's not, it's not particularly close in terms of athleticism there. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, no. Right. But just, just that threat, right? I mean, that makes sense to you, Rachelle, as well. Just to have that threat late in a game to yeah. narrow the, the field and shorten the field. Not many quarterbacks can do that. You've got Lamar, you've got Kyler, Josh Allen. There aren't many guys that can do that. And it makes it exciting to watch just overall. He made some plays. Like he was able to, I like to say, get freaky with his legs. That's what I've been saying. We want to see that. Like we want to be able to see him, you know, take off and, you know, get a first down. So being able to see him doing that. And he had a really nice throw, which could have been a touchdown to Jalen Rager. I mean, it's not, you know, his yeah. fault that he wasn't able to stay in bounds. So we, we see some good things. He just has to continue to, you know, build on it. We do have one. See, Bo316 on the chat. They'll be fine. Now, that's the most positive that we've had yes. since we've started this instant reaction show on BGN Radio today. Oh. That's the pot. Now, Jess is shaking her head. <laughs> I think I just have PTSD. And I just, <laughs> it ups. Well, you were there, too. <laughs> Well, yeah, it, it was just, it was, it was just really disappointing. It's, it was a really disappointing day. I just expected, even if they didn't win, I just expected better. I expected better than what they did. I don't think they won't be fine, but it was a really disappointing performance from top to bottom. The, yeah. the defense comes out and holds them to, holds the 49ers to a three and out to start. The Eagles get the ball and you're like, all right, let's party. And it did not. It just, it was, it was a letdown, an extreme letdown as an Eagles fan today. Can I just hyper-focus on one area of letdown for me? And that's the tight end position. What the hell happened today? Dallas Goddard, absent, Zach Ertz. We had all, you know, talk about these expectations, the blonde hair to start the season. He's active and present and, and doing things in week one. And then this position just disappears. They, it, they might as well have not even been on the field. So yeah. quiet. Nothing. They, they just, they weren't, they weren't there. Not at all. I got nothing. I got nothing. I no, got no. There's absolutely no, there's no reason. There's no reason for it. I don't know what, I don't know what happened. I don't know what, what went on, but that's also, it's another just unacceptable. Like what? There's no reason for that at all. No, and, and I wonder if, if we start to look at the play calling itself, it's a matter of did they do enough to help Jalen Hurts out on areas and plays in which there was either pressure or it was just asking to make a throw too deep down the field, maybe outside of circumstance. Where was Dallas Goddard in the first half? Where was a secondary safety valve, if you will, in Zach Ertz in the first half? To your point that you made in the beginning, Jess, about it's inexcusable to have three points on the field. Now, some of this is just how drives ended. Short yardage. We know about that just awful play call to Greg Ward. But at the same time, when you look at the body of work, like Quez Watkins, okay, I, I don't anticipate Quez Watkins getting a 91-yard catch every week going over 100 yards. That's a bonus. That's something that just slides in there. That helps you, but it doesn't hurt you if it doesn't happen. Point being is that if Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, really Goddard first and foremost, are absent in a football game, I just I don't know how you can compete. And yeah, you get that touchdown towards the end, but the reality is that you were sitting on three points for a long block field goal aside, you're sitting on three points for a long time. I go back and I say, all right, I'm not going to blame Goddard. I'm not going to blame Ertz. I'm not going to blame Hertz. I'm not going to blame Sirianni. I'm going to blame everybody on this one. This was a collective failure here. Mm -hmm. It was, it was collectively horrific to watch. It was just <laughs> there. I mean, I love it. It, it, it. 
that that's exactly it. How did, how did they get into a good rhythm last week to start off the game? It was little passes to the tight ends to help them get down the field, and then they ended up with a touchdown to Devontae Smith. But they used the tight ends to get them down the field, mixing in Miles Sanders. Yeah. Why? 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 If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why not just... Why? Why? Back to them being cute, being too cute. And Nick Sirianni talked about it in post-game presser. He kind of took some, the blame. You know, a lot of that was on him, if we're being completely honest. Like you said, if it's broke, don't fix it. Y'all know what you did right last week, so why switch it up now? Yeah. Well, I- come on like we got to figure it out we're not gonna they're not gonna solve they're not going to figure out every single thing you do and solve all of the question marks that were surrounding the eagles offense going into the season by one week of film there's plenty you can do and continue to do the same things that worked so well that played to the strengths of your players and your offense and helped them get into a rhythm early and then they rolled for the rest of the game the 49ers aren't going to, to to magically like Yes, I, they're a good football team, and they have good players and a good coaching staff, but they're not wizards. They're not going to figure it all out in a few days of looking at your film. Like, I, I don't under, I don't understand the. It felt like a completely a complete overhaul of the kind of offense that we saw last week, and it was, I think, it, exactly that. It was just Nick Sirianni, like, just getting ahead of himself. It felt like a different team. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's it's a great point. And from week to week, this is the league where it's hard because you know you have to keep balance. But for us, balance is two extremes, and that's just that's just life. But we also we have to know that. I think that's that's the biggest takeaway this year is not to approach this. And it's the BGN Instant Reaction Show. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button and you're subscribed. If you're watching post show, you can still leave your comment there below. We'll make sure that we get them and continue to follow your three words to describe what happened. But I I think for me, just to kind of look at this, Jess, Rachel, and, and the chat as well out here, this year about balance was never about walking that line and being on the ground and just being in control of your emotions, it was wildly swinging back and forth from week one to week two. But knowing that week one feeling is coming at some point this season and week two feeling is coming at some point this season and just recognize that we are going to go through this bout of wildly swinging emotions and it's not going to be a 12 win season like it's really not going to be a three or four win season like I think a lot of people thought before this year began. So that's kind of balanced defined to me, which is, yeah, wildly swinging between emotions, but knowing that it's not going to be constant one way or the other. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine, but there needs to be, I mean, eventually they have to figure out this, this happy medium. We can go to a couple different extremes here and there to start the season until they figure out, okay, what exactly are we and how exactly are we going to continue to push forward? But the, the only you know concern that I would have is that they, they don't get there and we're still doing this extreme back and forth thing, not being able to really figure out what this team is and, like you said, it's not going to be a 12-win season. It's not going to be a three- or four-win season. But anything between four and 12 wins could very well get you the division. And I understand that in a year with a young quarterback, a rookie head coach, a lot of young players, that's not 
the expectations. But if it, you have the ability to get there, like, what the hell? You better go try to get yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, especially after last year, like, whatever you can achieve, whatever that ceiling is, you better be trying as hard as humanly possible to bust through that ceiling. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that there is a lot, as we've said, to build on here. You know, Devontae Smith, when you look at the amount of targets versus the lack of production that, you know, we got overall, now some of that is going to be defenses continuing to realize that this kid is a problem. Yeah. And, and that's part of the evolution this year is to see. Now, look, this is on Devontae, but this is also on Nick Sirianni next week. You have a perfect bounce back matchup for your passing game, right? Where you should be able to torch whatever the hell Dallas puts out there on the field. And what I would like to see personally, as far as adjustments, just take some shots. I know that your speed and open space, especially against the worst defense, short yardage, get the ball in guys' hands can work for you. But please, please, please take some freaking shots down the field, especially against Dallas. Use Quez, use Jalen, use Devontae Smith. Hell, use Jalen Hurts. Send everybody deep and have Hurts run. The yeah. old Madden play. I'm, I'm good with everything. Just please take shots down the field. I think that would be the best bounce back for me on this passing game that just kind of struggled this week. Yeah. I just think they didn't, they didn't get enough guys involved and they didn't get everybody involved early enough and they didn't get into a rhythm. I need them to get into a rhythm and get everyone involved. To the point where, you know, I understand that the Atlanta Falcons are a, a bad football team, but, you know, the Eagles did a good job of getting all their guys involved and keeping the Atlanta defense on their heels early. So they were always trying to come back from a mistake they made previously or figure out what went wrong on the previous play. They couldn't figure it out, and the Eagles just kept rolling. The Dallas defense is also a very, very terrible, terrible part of football so yeah. they, they if they're going to figure it out next you're exactly right next week is a perfect week for them to bounce back yeah we can't have fans taking more shots in the yeah. stands than the eagles downfield right yeah that's a bad ratio <laughs> yeah no uh, so anything that we've missed as well on twitter i, I know that more is coming in yeah, norman shut smith down it wasn't like that early on, though, and, and that's my point, is, is that there was opportunity, I think, where the ball was moving and they just didn't connect it into points where they kind of just left a lot of opportunity on the field. That's something, as William puts on the chat, that's something I think the coaching staff will look at from an offensive standpoint is how much they left on the field. Now, on the flip side, we hadn't really talked much about Gannon and the defense as far as the play calling more so when you lose Brandon Graham, all bets are off, and that's going to be so difficult. But honestly, especially in that first half, I know they get that late touchdown, but the defense played well, I think, overall, minus, of course, a major injury that I don't know who's going to be able to step in and, and really correct that. Yeah. It's a good sign, though, in the D. They, they, they played, I mean, I thought I didn't think they played a, ba played a bad game by, by any stretch. I mean... There are some missed tackles that I would love to love to have back. 
And there were, you know, a couple, a couple opportunities where they had to, to force a turnover and they you know, couldn't keep the ball in their hands or, or, or couldn't get the job done there. And that's something I would also like to see changed as well. But I, I mean, you know, keeping a team, how many points did they score? 17 points, 17 mm-hmm. points to a team that put up a 40 piece last week. Mm. You, know, you, you can't be mad at the defense holding a, a, a decent offense to, to 17 points. You know, they've, they've got guys that can be explosive and you can't be mad at, at the defense pretty effectively doing their job throughout the entire game. And the offense just couldn't back it up today. Javon Hargrave had a really good first half. Um, yeah. I think the second half, like we said, things kind of went downhill, but he had a strong start. So hopefully as a younger player, you know, that'll be like encouraging for some of the rest of them because we need that momentum. We need that juice that he started off with. That's a great point. You know, Hargraves has emerged into a beast. We saw Sweat get the deal, and rightfully so, right this week. So it's not like they don't have anybody on that defensive line, by any means, to continue to put pressure and and slow the run game down with Fletcher right there in the middle as well. But I, I think it's also a matter of how limited you can be to not replace a body in, in Brandon Graham moving forward. And look, as much as we talk about the Eagles and an opportunity to take advantage of that Cowboys defense next week, you got to put some pressure on Dak. This isn't Daniel Jones out there. You got to put pressure on young Dak. Otherwise, he may torch you. And that's where I think there's going to be some concern for the defense where they really have a task. And that's week to week finding how you can deal with no Brandon Graham. Yeah, it's a big it's 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 a big hole to fill and they're they're big shoes to fill in a lot of different ways, being a leader on the defense as well as what he does on the field. So, you know, it's it's not going to be an easy task, but they're going to need to figure out a way to get the job done. But hopefully they don't play down, you know, like clearly right. we know that the Eagles are a better team. So we hope that they come in with week one energy, just like they performed with the Falcons and they don't play down to the level of Dallas. That's um, what I'm really disappointed to see. I'm just mad that Bart Scott doesn't have to shave off an eyebrow on live TV. <laughs> you were hoping for that one too. Really that's, <laughs> that's right. No, it's a good point, Rachel, to end <laughs> on that. We need that t-shirt energy back. That's t-shirt. what we need. We need that t-shirt energy back with this football team as they head to Dallas Monday night, a week from tomorrow night. Look, we appreciate everybody for riding with us, for hanging with us here on the BGN Radio Instant Reaction Show. Again, make sure you follow us all on Twitter. Jess at Jesse with an I underscore Taylor 21 at Rachel Monique and at Shander Show for me. Hit us up. Make sure you leave a like and you are subscribed to the channel. We'll do it all again next week and hopefully a little bit more positive of a conversation by all means. At least we know the offense will have some chances. So have a great week. Thanks for riding with us and take care.